0: Hi everyone, this is Nikki Papayuanu and I'm your host of Superstar PR. This is season five and I promise you the best guests we've ever had because I've gone around the world and I found people that fascinate me to no end and I'm introducing them to you. Have a listen. Thanks for joining us. everyone! I'm so excited about today's guest, Dr. Ben Galliard. He's the founder of F8 Well Centers and the Galliard Method, and I've seen him talk about chronic pain, thyroid health, all of it. Welcome, Dr. Ben.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I love getting on and just you know giving people hope because so many people out there are dealing with fatigue and pain and all of these issues. And it's like, you know what? There, there is hope and it's not just in a drug. It's not just in a surgery.
0: Oh, I love that you say that. I mean, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, MS, your mom. Do you want to tell listeners, you know, why you became a doctor and maybe what happened to your mom?
1: Absolutely. So uh, back when I was in high school and my mom, she was a school teacher, uh, teacher of the year. She'd leave at 530 in the morning, get home at 530 at night. And she ended up collapsing at one of my football games and nobody knew what was going on. And So we went through the traditional medical route, went and got an MRI, went to the neurologist, did all these things to the point where they figured out she had MS, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune condition, attacking the nerves. And she started having a hard time walking to the point where she was not able to continue teaching, had to go on disability. And by the time I graduated high school, uh, she was having to use a cane everywhere she went at Walmart and have to use the little go-kart to get around the store, even got into a wheelchair by the time I was in college. And we were like, what's the deal with this? They put her on all the drugs at that time. This was, back in the nineties. And everybody was like, I, I, I don't know. Is it, is this just going to be it? It was progressing pretty quickly. We we're like, man, she's going to have to be you know, bedridden. Where, where's this going to end? And so fortunately my dad retired and they moved to this little town and there was a doctor there that was doing, the type of work that I do now, but they didn't even call it functional medicine at the time. And he started unwinding a lot of the reasons why her body was attacking itself, looking at the diet, looking at the mental side, looking at the the physical side, and really figuring out which systems were out of balance. And then ultimately got her to the point where she was able to get off the drugs. She was able to give away her wheelchair, give away her cane, her last MRI, her neurologist said, "There's no more placking. If you were on a drug, we'd call it a success, but you're not. So I don't know what to call it—a miracle, maybe." And that was about 20 years ago. Now she's 79 years old. She does granny boot camp, takes my kids fishing. I, it does not have MS anymore. And so for me, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I have to ask you. I mean, is this cured? Is MS curable? So,
1: you know, a lot of people that, you know, if I, if I say MS is stoppable, so that, that's one thing I can say in the social media world, because cure, you know, we, 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 we want to really hold off on using that word because, you know, there's, there's legal ramifications, but, you know, can you stop autoimmune? Absolutely. And I've got many patients that we've worked with that have uh, gone and, and had another follow up MRI and they have less planking or it's gone away and, and they've been able to stop their Autoimmune conditions for my mom. I, I'm going to go ahead and call it a cure, uh, you know, because uh, but she wasn't my patient, and and it, it, it's what happened. And, and she does not have MS anymore. It's not just in remission. Her body has that ability to heal. And that's what I love inspiring people to think about is that it's an inside thing. There's no amount of drug, surgery, supplement, whatever people can do from the outside to try to get the body healthy enough. No, it's an inside thing. And we have that potential inside to heal and really, really create this profound change uh, from from that healing process, as opposed to you know, burn enough of something off or cut it out or whatever, that you, you don't get rid of enough tissue to create health. That's not how, how life goes.
0: Oh, wow. You know what? Um, the reason I first started looking at you, Dr. Ben, was because I had stage three thyroid cancer. I was operated on. Most of my thyroid was taken out. Uh, and I said, I gave the surgeon a high five when he said, you've got the best cancer you could have. I'm sure he didn't expect a high five, but then I started following you. Let's talk maybe, I think functional medicine is really interested. And in Canada, the thyroid is a mystery, but you seem to have a handle on when the thyroid is not well, what do you think, what kind of tests do you run?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to run a comprehensive view. And unfortunately in Canada and even in the United States, a lot of docs are just running TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Uh, let me ask you, Nikki, is, is TSH a thyroid hormone? No. no. No, it's thyroid stimulating hormone. It's actually a pituitary hormone. They're looking at a pituitary hormone to get a feel for uh, what the thyroid's doing, and it's making an assumption. So you need to run, yes, TSH, but you also need to run free T3 and T4, total T3 and T4. You need to run your Hashimoto's markers. Hashimoto's is autoimmune thyroid, the TPO antibodies and the thyroglobulin antibodies. And then reverse T3 is also a great one to run.
0: Oh, this is magical. Okay, so Hashimoto's, what is it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just like my mom's MS, and just like my, my wife had autoimmune to her platelets and they ended up removing her spleen when she was in college and they said, oh my gosh, if you get sick, you'll, you'll have to go to the hospital instantly and all that. And she had uh, four nine-pound-plus nine babies at home and, and is, is doing amazing um, because we went through and thought about these things as autoimmune. And so Hashimoto's is autoimmune. It's not a thyroid disease. It's an autoimmune condition that's attacking the thyroid itself. Just like my mom's MS, it's not a nerve condition. It's an autoimmune condition that's attacking those nerves. So now you've got it. Once you change that philosophy, now you switch it to why would the body be going haywire and attacking its own tissue? So uh, the research shows that upwards of 80% of women that have hypothyroid actually have Hashimoto. So if you have not tested for these antibodies, you need to know, even even for you that have thyroid cancer, and you're like, oh, I, I, don't, even, uh, I don't even have a thyroid anymore, so that, that's it. You can still actually be creating antibodies to the tissue that's not even there, and it's this response, and the body is still in an autoimmune state. So Hashimoto's can come in a couple forms it can be attacking the thyroid itself it can be attacking the bus that transports around the thyroid hormone but you'll never have optimal function if that's all you're doing is just taking a thyroid medication in in Canada is it levothyroxine yes is that- yeah, so in the United States, number one best-selling drug uh, in, the, in the United States, over 20 million prescriptions a year, levothyroxine. So all that is is a T4 hormone, it's synthetic hormone, and uh, you're hoping that it gets to the tissues and does what it needs to do. Uh, but here's the deal, just by taking levothyroxine will do nothing to stop the Hashimoto's. That's where you've got to come in and look at adrenals and blood sugar and leaky gut and vitamin D and food allergens and infections and environmental toxins and all these things that are going to be driving that immune inflammatory cascade.
0: I'm so happy we're recording this. Holy shit, Dr. Ben. Um, Everybody reaches out to me about thyroid and I don't have the answers. I just have something that happened. You have the answers. Okay, so I guess adrenal fatigue in the thyroid kind of touch on some things, but people ask me, Nikki, should we work out really hard when we have a thyroid issue? You know, people are stressed out, they exercise. What do you have to say about people and these like crazy workouts when it comes to (laughs) fatigue?
1: So so here's the problem with workouts is either People don't do enough, which is probably the majority of people, at least in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming Canada is, is pretty similar. You know, people don't do enough or they do too much. And they're like, hey, I'm going to go do this spin class and go for 60 minutes and like throw up when I'm done or, you know, pass out. So here's, here's the deal. If you are tired after your workout, you're doing too much. If you're like, Hey, I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to take on the day. That's great. If you start yawning in the afternoon and you, you had a hard workout that that morning, it's pretty good indication you went too hard here. Here's a a tip for you. You want to be in the 180 minus your age range. So if you're 40 years old, you want to be around 140 beats per minute. And, and that's going to be your max. And so some people, they'll be doing 155, 160, 165 beats per minute. And they are stressing their adrenals with that workout. Wow.
0: Very helpful. Okay. So Dr. Ben, do you have any thoughts on a totally different subject? And this is my last question. There's so yeah. many, you know, viruses out there for kids. I've got two little ones. We've got COVID. We've got RVS. Do you have any advice for parents out there on how to keep the little people from getting hospitalized from such illnesses?
1: Absolutely, so think about this. What, uh, you know, did did you go to college? Yes, sir. Yes. So, uh, you know, in college you pull an all-nighter and you're stressed out and you got finals and all that. And then after finals is over, you get sick, right? And, and so, you know, think about the things that cause people to get sick or, or basically allow their bodies to succumb to whatever virus it is. And so you've got sleep. So, you know, your kids have to be getting good quality sleep. You have, uh, you know, get, make sure there's no TV in the room, get them off their electronics before bed. You know, All these things that we talk about, sleep hygiene um, for adults, same thing for kids. So sleep is crucial and a good 10 to 12 hours for most most, age kids, even through high school. You want to absolutely 100% cut sugar out. If we're around that, that cold flu season, whatever it is, we know that sugar, even... Even a little bit can suppress the immune system for four, up to eight, even 12 hours after ingesting, you know, down here in the States, we've got Halloween and we get all this Halloween candy. And then it goes to Thanksgiving and then we get all this, you know, pumpkin pie and all this. And then you get into Christmas and New Year's and it's not even the cold and flu season. It's the sugar season. So, so that suppresses the immune system, and then you've got vitamin D. You know, up up in in Canada, how much sunlight are you guys getting in the winter? About zero, right? So you, you've got to be giving those kids uh vitamin D, and even some of the sun boxes, uh, the tanning tanning beds. I I recommend for a lot of people, even in Minnesota and some of our Northern states to get into the tanning bed, even, even once or twice a week for a short period of time. And that can build up that vitamin D as
0: well. I love that. You said no sugar, Dr. Ben, cause I'm like really hardcore about my kids not having sugar and I've seen the correlation. So thank you for saying that. And for Canadian listeners who are maybe hearing about you for the first time, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our website is F eight, uh, just like this, F eight wellcenterscom and then I'm on uh, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all over the place, just trying to get the word out about health and and really to inspire people to take massive action and. Uh, and that, that's the fun part. There's no magic bullet for any of these things. If you see something about take this you know, magic uh, drug now, you know, the Ozempic or the some of these blood sugar drugs that people are taking for weight loss, or if you see this diet or whatever it is, none of that stuff is going to be a long-term fix. You've got to do an in-depth blood panel, figure out which systems are out of balance, and then you just start moving your feet step by step by step. One of our favorite things to do is we put a control glucose monitor on every one of our patients and they are able to truly know 24 seven what their blood sugar is. And, and it, it is an absolute game changer. My 18 year old son, he was still eating like he's a growing 15 year old and he lost about 15 pounds just by putting that CGM on and realizing, Hey, five corn tortillas makes my blood sugar go up to 180. I'm not going to do that anymore.
0: Okay. That's a game changer. And it's like, you know, what's in my Amazon inbox Dr. Ben, you're a rock star. Thank you for being on Superstar PR. Please come back again. Um, I'm sure I'll get more questions from people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Superstar PR, the podcast. This is season five, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know how you like this episode.